0: You're listening to the Power of Video podcast, episode number 54. Today's guest is a country singer and songwriter based out of Nashville, Tennessee. He was on a reality TV show, kind of like American Idol for country artists. He got kicked off, but he didn't let that keep him down. In true entrepreneurial spirit, he went onto TikTok, started uploading his music, and one of his songs went insanely viral his story coming up what's going on everyone thomas jordan here with another episode today we are joined by country singer songwriter and storyteller todd cameron what's going on man
1: what's up buddy how
0: are you (laughs) doing well doing well my friend so we'll just jump right into it how did you get started in the industry
1: man i tell you music was uh was always something that I was interested in just from a child you know and I, i grew up uh started playing real small in church just with a couple of buddies and uh, just kind of went from there it evolved in uh, coffee houses you know around town when I was you know younger in high school and then finally got to college kind of formed a band and that one fell through happened multiple more times you know across uh, the next several years and then finally uh just got some support uh you know back home in West Virginia, where I'm from uh, from my job that I was working at the time it was like hey you know you should get some more weekend and you know, excel at your hobby as well as you know, grow with this you know company. And so, you know, once you check out Nashville, and over the next couple of weeks, it was just the craziest thing ever. I interviewed for a job, and got moved down here to Nashville, and uh, I mean, I was literally uprooted my whole life and living here within four weeks of that conversation. And uh, man, the rest is just kind of just bumps along the road yeah Yeah. it's just crazy
0: i'm always i'm always curious of what the first your first band was called because i knew like any artist that exists like you they tell you their first couple band names and you just kind of like chuckle a little bit
1: (laughs) (laughs) man we had one uh i think it was called like third frame or something like that was one (laughs) and then we had one called incoming this is one of our, our rocker days you know that was back in the day when you just needed a number to go in your whatever random yeah. word is you chose for a band name. Yeah. But I, I do remember those. Like, you know, we never had merch or anything. and Thankfully, I don't need that <laughs> resurfacing. But, yeah, that, that was – yeah, we had some funny ones. We tossed along, uh, I would say, a whole lot of other band names that were <laughs> not good.
0: <laughs> so and, and when did you figure out that you could sing? Like, is it one of those things where you kind of knew – or like, you know, cause Shoot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I still don't think I can sing <laughs> probably a lot of people that agree with that too. <laughs> nah, I, you know what? Um, I, I tell you when it, when it started for me, it was really funny. Um, and, and this is something that I've really, really had to work at. Um, you know, for me, like I, I still struggle cause especially live, I get so amped up off of a crowd and like <laughs> breathing is such a technique and I'll just like, forget to breathe. Like I'm just <laughs> I'm trying to pile in every word I can, but I, I would say, uh, in those bands and some of those previous bands that I was in, and I played with a couple other guys, the singer always forgot the lyrics. And that was like a huge thing because I'd start out just playing guitar. That was yeah. just what I did. I just played guitar for him. And like, I was like, hey, this is your one job. Like, you can't, you can't forget the lyrics. I, I, how are we going to ever make it if you can't remember the words <laughs> of the songs? Like, we're just going to be instrumental, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, So I, I, I would always remember them and I'd have to step up and start singing on a microphone, uh, that they would just have there for me. I didn't even do harmonies or anything, but multiple times this happened across different shows. And finally, um, a couple of band members I was with was like, man, you should just sing at least you can remember the words. And I was like, (laughs) I gotta remember the words. So I know what we are in the song, you know, and it just kind of started from there. I think it was like when I, I went to college, went off to college about that time, um, that's when there was like some open mic nights and I was just like, oh, I'm going to go down and play some songs, you know, And that's what I did. It was kind of funny. So all that happened.
0: Yeah. Uh, that that's crazy that you started by default. And I always thought that it was kind of interesting too. Like you said, when people forget the lyrics to their own songs, but then you, if you really think about it, like how many songs do you have? And like, how many lyrics do you have? Yeah. To plus all the, if you're playing guitar too, or playing any other sort of instrument, like, it's a lot,
1: <laughs> man. I, I, these guys on Broadway down here, they're just absolutely amazing. I mean, there's just some undiscovered talent right now that like, I mean, they just amaze me that they can just remember how something kind of goes. And, you know, and just to think that that's been going on for years downtown Nashville, just like, you know, people come tip and we'll play a song, you know, Hey, can you play this? Can you play this? And especially with all the new music that is out these days, like, <laughs> that's the thing is how, how these guys just stay up on like i'll be honest you, i can't even keep up and there's days that i don't even turn on country radio i'm just like i won't even <laughs> turn on music period because my ears are just burning and i just listen to the sound of my wheels i guess but uh yeah it's it's unreal because we've definitely had some situations where some fans were like oh you don't know this song and i'm just like look, I'm, I'm not yeah. a, a walking, and talking and jukebox here. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm definitely not able to, uh, you know, know everything. I mean, but we'll try it. I mean, Hey, you know, if I know a snippet of it, we'll, we'll butcher anything for 20 bucks. No, but I, that's just kind of how I joke about it and get around it.
0: Yeah. And what was you talked about your first, uh, or going to open mics a lot. What was your yeah. first open mic experience like?
1: Wow. You know what? Um, the first one that I really remember uh that probably it, that experience for me was there was about six people in the crowd, <laughs> maybe seven. <laughs> and I was like, so excited that there were seven people there, you know, yeah. that were going to hear my music. And, that's how you know that you just, you, you do this for music, you know, I mean, it's yeah. not about, you know, the, the fame <laughs> or fortune. I pick on people all the time, trying to say, man, I get, you're killing it out there. And I'm like, listen, it was for the money. I'd have quit a long time ago. <laughs> like, it has nothing to do with it. It's just, you love the music and you love it that much that you just like to see seven or eight people just enjoy the heck out of it. I always say five or 5,000, you're going to get the same show out of me. And uh, so it was a good feeling, man. Just, just sinking that in like somebody's actually listening to my music so
0: was it was there a mixture of nerves like excited and nervous or did you were you just so excited to be on a stage and there was people in front of you
1: you know it could have gone either way for me I I think you know trying to think back that far there was it was probably definitely a mixture uh I, I think there's always been you know some hesitation too of like oh they're they're what if they don't like this, you know, that always crosses your mind like that something's not going to go over well. Um, Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to come up, overcome that. Uh, I think, you know, the excited rush and then when you get done with it, you're just like, Oh man, I I was so nervous to do that, but I kind of want to go do it again. And uh, even to this day, if I do writers rounds downtown, I still, because I, I call it a pissing match because you're literally getting up on stage with three other artists and everybody's playing their best stuff. And I'm like, you know, so you're always in your head comparing and it, it's, it's a lot of work to be like, don't do that. Just let the music, let it be you and let them see it.
0: And, so, and you did remember all the words, right? <laughs> I did.
1: Right. I, actually, I do try to remember all the words of my songs. Uh, you know, I can honestly count. I've done over a thousand shows um, since probably 2008, um, eight or nine, somewhere there. And we weren't in the early days, you know, 40 shows in a year was a lot, you know? And, uh, I, I would say this, uh, I have maybe forgotten the words to a song. I can probably say less than 20 times in my life. That's good. Like I've always, <laughs> like, that's always been a thing with me is and how I, how I do that is, is, I will listen to that song, especially if we're covering one over and over. If I'm on a <laughs> lawn, if I'm listening, driving down the road. And I like, it's always been a thing to me. Like, I just try to make it. I don't really try to make a song my my own in the sense of like, let me jazz it up. I'm not trying to church up something. There's a lot of songs that aren't broken. They don't need to be fixed, you know? Mm. And, and I'm not saying people that do that, that's cool. I just try to like, people know it by how they've heard it. So I just try to match that identical.
0: I think that's come from these reality shows that have been on TV, whether it's Idol or The Voice where they're taking these songs and then putting their own spin on them. It's not like they're demonizing. Oh, it's just karaoke. It's like, Oh, you're I. I, It's like, Oh, you've really made it your own is what I can like hear in my head now. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, but you were also, you had your own experience with some reality TV. Uh, tell me about that.
1: You know, uh, <laughs> it's just—I mean, as I tell people, it's—it's it's not everything as it's as it seems as you would watch it. I guess um, I to the a couple of producers that we worked with directly, absolutely, just amazing people. Um, I, I absolutely think the world of them. Uh, super cool. They even stayed fans after the show; like they still supported us and were like, "Yeah, this is great, man! Like you guys are killing it." You know. Uh, but my experience on the show was. probably not the best
0: yeah so we'll we'll get to that real quick but real quick what what was this show called and how did you get on it
1: yeah it's called real country uh really funny story how i got on i had a buddy of mine his name's brandon um and he is managing like a couple texas country artists and so i guess they had put out some feelers for this show uh because they wanted it there's always a ton of country artists that are on like the voice and american idol and all that stuff and i so the idea was like, you know what, since there's so many country music artists trying to do this, let's have a show just for country music artists, you know, and that was what the purpose of this was. It's called Real Country, USA Network, um, you know, had it. And so the guy who actually owned the show was, is actually the owner of The Voice too, from my understanding. Um, but their idea was to take three country judges, you know, three country music legends and and people had made an impact and make them judges. And, you know, uh, initially there's, You know, seven episodes or seven rounds. There's 21 total artists and uh, three artists compete. Basically, all three of you go round one. One gets voted off by the fans. And then the next round is half the fans and half the judges. And uh, so we on the show because my buddy Brandon basically reached out to me and said, hey, man, uh, you should put your name in the hat for the show. They're kind of reaching out, wanting more information from, you know, some new country artists. And uh, they wanted my guy, but he's going to be on a cruise ship that week and can't do it. So I told them about you. I guess they looked up one of your videos and said, yeah, we should get in touch with him." you know. And so it was a six-month process from February until August. And I'm telling you, like, a week until they started shooting to even find out if we were going to be on this show. And, I mean, it was just every week not we didn't have zoom then, So, you know, there was, yeah. was just calls of, Hey, can we jump on a call? And I remember I'd have to, you know, call my duo partner and be like, Hey man, they want to jump on a call with the six o'clock. And then you know, luckily he and I live like up two miles from each other. So I drive over to his house we drive to mine and we jump in my truck and just take the call in my truck, you know, so we can both talk. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that was, that was how we did it. And finally, I remember towards the end, I, I called one of the producers and I was like, Hey, like, I absolutely need to know if I'm going to be on the show or not because I have to schedule off work or I'm yeah. going to get fired, you know. Yeah. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I don't want to turn it down, you know.
0: And yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They were like, You're, we're 90% sure. And, like, they knew. They just had to get some legal stuff done. But, you know, my experience, it was a lot of fun seeing how it was behind the scenes. It, you know, it's really cool to see how they put it all together. Um, the TV crew, all of them were great. I would venture to tell you my experience with the judges was – you know, less less than appealing. Uh, but not Jake Owen. Jake was. We were on his team. Um, he, he was really nice to us. You know, cool dude. And even afterwards, like I'll never forget. You know, when we got voted off in that first round, like, he ran up to the stage and he didn't have to do that. And he's like, "Hey, like, look, guys, like, nothing that was said here or happens here, like, happened here today, is a reflection on you guys because you, guys, you mm-hmm. get y'all killed it." He's like, "I love what you're doing. I'm a big fan." And We had actually gotten the chance to open up for him um, about a year earlier. um, Oh, wow. So you guys uh, already
0: kind of had like rapport.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he – I don't think he – like he remembered us. But, you know, those guys, you know, anytime they're out on the road and, you know, playing what they do, and especially if they get booked for one-off festivals and stuff, there's normally always a local opener.
0: Uh, You know, so they're
1: used to people like that doing it we were working the circuit really hard at that point. And, um, you know, luckily for us, you know, the major booking agencies knew who we were wouldn't pick us up for whatever reason, <laughs> but they always approved us within five minutes to open up for any of their national acts. Like, I mean, we got to open up for Florida Georgia line and Nelly on that tour, like for a one-off wow. day. And, like, that was, that was fun. You know, I mean, Chris Lane was there. I remember that. I mean, we've opened up for, you know, Janet Kramer to, um, you know, we've even done the pre-show parties for Aldi and Tyler Farr and Cole Swindell. Like, I've, I've, we've done all this stuff. And, you know, um, I think we pretty much should have gone on tour with Low Cash. We've opened up for them, I think, like five times at different venues. And it's just funny how it works, man. But he, he remembered us. I just don't think that, uh, you know, at that point in time, in order to be able to actually invest in, you know, somebody and stuff and somebody's career, you know, from that standpoint, uh, you know, you don't really know what the results of that TV show were going to be. And uh, I mean, we knew obviously after filming, uh, I would just tell you the negative part was they should have let the fans vote before they weighed in their opinions Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: fans (laughs) are easily swayed.
0: I was gonna say, so, re- yeah, real quick. Who were the judges? Because it was, okay. it was, it almost had. I know it was on USA, but it was, sure. Yeah, and I, and like, I, said, I know who the judges are, but I just want to hear you say it.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Travis Tritt, Jake Owen, and uh, Shana Twain. I always yeah. tell people, uh, you know, I got shanited. <laughs> so yeah, off of that.
0: And and I know but, you're pretty, and I and I know you're pretty open about it on TikTok and everything like that. Oh yeah. Point. Yeah. So what round did you get to? And then what was said to you by the judges?
1: We, uh, so actually, you know, we were, um, the first episode to get shot and we were actually the first act to walk on stage and, and, you know, be shooting. And, uh, so after we had shot, you know, so round one, first art is everything, you know, we come out, uh, I think they made a lot of adjustments afterwards from what I heard on the other episodes, but, um, it was about what fans didn't see. I'll just tell the truth. There was about 10 minutes of just straight berating us on stage (laughs) and by by
0: production or by the judges, the
1: judges, it was Travis and Shania mainly. Um, they were, I don't know. I feel like they were just trying really hard to be Simon cow. And it's like, Mm. you know, I really wanted to say my piece about it because they pretty much came off and said, yeah, we we don't need another good cover band or another Florida Georgia line or whatever. And we were like, well, okay. y'all pick, y'all pick the clothes and the song, <laughs> you know, let us play an original, <laughs> you know, we wanted to play an original. Uh, and uh, again, I just say it like, you know, I mean, that's what everybody in this town comes to do is write songs, get their music out and stuff. And I think that's like, you know, we obviously leverage coverage, you know, to keep fans interested. Like, Hey, if, if you're a fan of this song, this song inspired me to write my song, check it out. You know, like that's mm-hmm. the hope, but you know, we were, we were really wishing that we could do, um, you know, an original and um, we were ready to roll, but they put an amazing band behind every artist there. And yeah. uh, that was what was awesome. Like they put together these A-list guys that play in town and literally, yeah, they made us all just, they just amplified the, the sound of, of every artist on that stage. and it, it was a great experience. We got to meet some new artists that I didn't know were working the same circuits that we were, and that was really cool. And Jake tried to save us, but as I'll say, I watched, you know, five or 600 people in this room beers up in the air just singing along to dust on a bottle loving everywhere like i mean just like whoa like you can see their face like this is like a concert yeah "Yeah." you know and it is and that's what we wanted to feel you know and that's what you know me and my duo partner at that time we were all about it just putting on a show like let's put on a show and let's make it memorable and you know that was a great song because it connected you know I've heard literally at high school graduation parties. I've heard that song playing, and I, I've literally heard it at family reunions where everybody's you know seventy plus. You know, like yeah. that song just resonates with so many. And that was our goal. It was like, let's resonate with this entire like you know. There was just a huge wide age range of fans there in the crowd. Yeah, and that was the hope, man. So, but it didn't work.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Like, did you? What did it feel like to? I mean, I'm sure as a country artist, you look up to people like Shania Twain and Travis Tritt. So, what was it like when they like? What did? How did it feel when they said those comments to you?
1: Well, <laughs> <Could> you, <laughs> like, did you, like, did you like?
0: Yeah, did you take it seriously, <laughs> or is like, oh, they're doing this for the show, or is it just, you know? I, I felt like it was
1: instantly for the show because I thought you can't judge us off of one song, and if you are, then you know, I, you know, whatever. And and I I'm pretty sure from what I heard through the grapevine from, you know, other other folks, and I know I know that the production team that was working with us was like, they were backstage super disappointed in how they handled it because, and this is, this is something to me like, I am really against. Artists, entertainers weighing in on politics because yeah. and I'm the same way. Because my thing is, is look, you've got to make your own decision, you know. <laughs> you're not gonna rely on one of these celebrities to go tell you which bank to go up and up in a bank account, you know, and stuff like, you know, or you're not you're gonna allow them to tell you this like I'm just saying off the wall things because people are so easily swayed and it's like just make a decision on your own, like come to the conclusion on your own. And I revert back to this show because uh, I watched all these fans that were like in pure amazement, you know, and they had a, a phone, th- you know, a key fob, I guess, or whatever, to vote one through five. Mm-hmm. And after Shania and Travis just kept going back and forth, it was like 10 minutes worth. And even Jake Owen was just sitting there like, what the world <laughs> are you guys saying? And just completely like. I felt like they brainwashed the crowd to thinking, oh, you know what? Maybe it wasn't that good of a song. Maybe they didn't do as good because we weren't on Shania's te- you know, team and we weren't on Travis's team. And that's how I felt because I know everybody was having a great time. And I had a couple friends in the crowd too, and they were like, dude, you guys just killed it. Like, And then all of a sudden people started talking. And it was like, you know, that's how easily Shania and Travis influenced people. And before their own very eyes, change their mind about what they saw instead of them just making a decision like these guys deserve a five. And then it's all of a sudden like, oh, Shania said that they're not good just because Shania doesn't like them. So I guess I just won't like them either. So I'll give them a one.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. And and it, the she said the show creator was also the creator of the voice. And after yeah, doing true. after being in media for so long with in doing talking to people in idol, the voice, um, even let's just say you did win. Yeah. I have heard from multiple sources that I'm not a, a music industry person, but what I have heard from people in the music industry, and you, you can let me know if this is accurate or not, is that let's just say you got a deal from the yep. show. I heard the deal is absolute garbage.
1: That's uh that's pretty much the rumor. Um, you know, and, and again, like, and there's I'm a name, come
0: yeah, no, come and there and there's and there's a name for it. I can't remember what kind of deal it is, but it's basically like 360. You, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And can you give us a quick uh, rundown on what that is?
1: <laughs> you know, I don't know all the details, but I know that it's like obviously a lot of upfront in regards to you know, store tour support, advances, you know, merch, all that stuff. But then, you know, essentially until you pay back that debt. Um, the label is going to own you recoup on everything they're going to recoup on your shows your merch you know any of your streaming all that stuff and, and and this is another thing too you know like we've moved into the digital age and you know streaming is great for exposure but it ultimately I mean it, it's tough on artists and it really I almost feel I feel more worse for the songwriters because you know there's a lot of people that back in the day and i I didn't actually know this until i was talking to like daryl worley's drummer one time and daryl worley they're they're great guys great great guys but he was like yeah man he's like you know back in the day he's like you got a song cut on a record you know it didn't matter really what the single was because every art every songwriter was going to get paid you know because everybody had to buy the CD or everybody had to buy the cassette to get that song. Mm-hmm. So everybody got paid, you know, but now that it's like, now then it became like 2012, 2013, everybody's like, man, you got to get a single because, you know, with iTunes people can now they don't have to buy the whole album. You know, they, they can just buy that one song. So you really need a single. Um, and it's like, okay, cool. And then now, now that people don't even hardly use iTunes now, it's just streaming. It's like, you know uh it's made it tough i mean you think just from a payment perspective you know a million streams is not very much so but back in the day you know when people bought cds and stuff you know it was it was kind of like that so it's definitely it's definitely changed and i would just tell you that that 360 deal would be a whole lot harder to recoup these days
0: yeah so yeah, um, and this is the last thing I'll ask about the show, but when somebody at that le- the Shania Twain-Travis Tritt level takes mm-hmm. a dig like that and basically tells you you're not not going to make it, is that is that one of those things where it hurts for a second, but then it's just like a chip on your shoulder to motivate you to do it that much more? And then when you get to that point, you could be like, see, <laughs> Ch- check this out.
1: <laughs> you know, man. And, and again, I, I don't mean to come off sour earlier. I just, truth. I feel like, and I watch these interviews all the time. People are really careful about tiptoeing around and it's like, Oh, attitude of gratitude. And like, Hey, hold up. I can still tell the truth first. This is what actually happened. This is how I felt, you know, about it. I will tell you that, man, I, I was disappointed. I took 24 hours. I always try to do that now. Um, if there's something major change or something going on in my life, I take 24 hours and just mm-hmm. let me sit with it and just see how I feel. And th- let me come back to it. You know, it's kind of like you get that bad text message or that call or something. You don't like, you throw your phone in the door and go, go for a walk. You know, and I kind of did that. Um, and then I, I turned all that into motivation and I feel like, man, I've been turned down a ton over the years and that was probably one of the toughest digs for sure. Hearing that, um, but I had to sit there for a second, put the shoe on the other foot. I'm like, you know what? I'm sure at some point they've, they've all heard this exact same thing. So this is nothing new. And you know what? They didn't give up. So why should I? And, and that's what it is. Turned it into pure. Like, you know what? I've been told from family members, my best friends, my ex-girlfriend, give it up. You're never going to make it. You're never going to do anything. It's like, what defines making it, you know? Cause in my eyes, I went farther than, you know, I ever thought I would. And anybody in my hometown ever thought I would. So, you know, making it is your own terms. It doesn't necessarily mean a record deal and getting on the radio. Mm. It could be a lot of what you accomplish and you feel great about.
0: Yeah. I always tell people we're in the no industry. Like, I I mean, like it's just, it sucked at first, but then it's just like it happens over the years and then the next year goes by and it keeps happening. And like you said, family members, friends, or just, you just got to keep going. You have to be that visionary who sees something that they don't and you just keep going. And, you know, obviously you have a passion for it. Cause even if like everybody and their mom and sister told you to stop, you're just like, "Mm, nah, like I yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what absolutely uh, what keeps that fire burning for you?
1: Man, honestly, uh I don't to say this. I feel like a lot of people do just kind of say it, but it's still one offs from the fans. And I, I, I when I say that, it's it's just like these messages, man. And they and they always come at the right time. Cause you're right, we're in the no industry. It's a complete roller coaster. And uh <laughs> it's just so many up and downs. Like <laughs> You just you gotta have it feel, feel like I'm on a boat in the middle of the ocean. You gotta have your sea legs on trying to figure out how to ride these waves. But um I I always say it like, you know, it's the message of like, you know, I, I've had a couple and I had one recently. Um I'm probably gonna post a TikTok video about it. But you know, a guy was considering taking his own life, man. Mm. And he was like, I just felt like nobody was could understand, like, and I it was just like there's no end in sight, like I couldn't do anything. And he said, like, man, I, I heard your song, you know, saw in these boots and like, I don't know why, but it just connected with me at the right moment. And I felt like for once, like, you know, I realized I'd made the wrong choices and I'd done this and I'd gone down the wrong roads. Somebody else had been there because sitting in this, what feels like, you know, my own little world in some little box, I just felt like I'm, you feel like you're the only one. And I was like, dude like, so glad you didn't. Number one, number two, I'm glad the song touched you that way because it is a true story about my life and kind of turning back around finding God again. And, you know, just kind of redirecting my steps and not trying to do it my own way, which yeah. is throwing me down darker roads. And man, just when you get a message like that, that you affected somebody in that way. Um, I mean, it just like, I, I take a step back and I, I'm hesitant to go and, like do a tiktok video or you know tell that it because it like it's not a bragging thing it's not a you know hey i, I want like look you look at what this you know like it's not about that it's for me it's like that's all i've ever wanted was this music to have an impact like mm-hmm. a positive impact i just wanted people to find it re- relatable that have been through their situations not to bring up some terrible scarred memories or anything but just to make you realize hey somebody else went through this and look, they made, they got through it, you know, and then let that fuel a better version of yourself.
0: Yeah. That, yeah, that could be, I can't imagine getting a co- like that form of a compliment. That's, that's, that's powerful. Um, so what, What? How did you transition into TikTok? Like, I know it started as musically, and a lot of people were dancing on it at first, and then the pandemic (laughs) hit. Yeah, and then it's just gone through this little, uh, not graduation, but it's just this ups and down roller coaster of what TikTok actually is and what it's kind of evolved to now. But when did you? Why did you start doing TikTok, and how did you start doing it?
1: Man, I'd say I, I, I got to give uh, my friend, uh, Alexander K some credit. Uh, and she is like absolutely killing it on TikTok. I think she's got like 2.7 million or something like that. It's just like insane or maybe it's 1.7. I don't know. She's, she's done great, but, um, she just kept saying, look, you just, you got to keep putting the videos. You gotta keep doing it. And I think I put up a couple of videos and like, I kept hearing like from some friends and stuff that were like, Hey, like, just, like, get on there. Like, there's like there's people blowing up. Music's blowing up. You know, that Old Town Road song, you know, whatever. Like, you know, I was, I was like, ah. And, and here's my thing. I wish I would have taken social media more serious back in the day. Because, like, I'm the worst at putting up YouTube videos. I'm the worst at getting, like, content made and stuff. And these, I feel like, like, I don't even have an iMac. And I feel like these guys just do it all day long on their iMacs, just making new videos and having them up. And I'm just like. Yeah, I got my iPhone here. Let me, (laughs) let me try and do this really cool, but it blows my mind. I I did have one go viral and I wasn't expecting it to. It was on a Sunday afternoon. I put it up and it just started taking off and like, it was kind of really slow at first. And I just checked back on it. Like, I don't know, every 30 minutes or something. And all of a sudden I think I woke up the next day and had like a half a million views. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And like 70,000 followers. And I was like, wow. It's funny though. I hear, I hear all these people I know. Right. It's great. But the problem with TikTok is you like, if it's on Facebook or Instagram, you're still going to retain a huge percentage of those people that are going to see your videos. But I feel like even though people follow you, they spend most of their time in the for you page Mm -hmm. because they want to see what the most popular, you know, hopping video is for that day. So they hardly go to their following. I get about the same amount of people that watch my videos every day. And it's funny. It's like, wow, it's like the same amount of people as whenever I had like a thousand people following, you know? So it's tough, man. I don't think anybody knows the secret, but it's been great for driving people to your streams, as I would say is just be ready. Because I posted up a demo of a song that wasn't ready to be put out yet. And I lost, it went viral. And I lost all those people that wanted that song at that moment. And I couldn't, I didn't have it ready. It wasn't ready to be put up for nothing. And I I felt really dumb about it because I probably could have drove that song all the way to number one, but Mm -hmm. I learned my lesson and I'll never post a demo unless I have a one link ready for pre-saves or pre-order. So, but yeah, Alexander told me to get on there. She's like, get on there. She's like, I've kind of plateaued about the two fifty mark. And she's like, but then it like, Oh, it'll just, it'll take off again. And, Sure enough, I hit the plateau. I'm there right now. So I'm doing exactly where she was. I've been kind of stuck there for a while, but uh, song- you know what? It's cool though.
0: The song you were talking about was that the ruin? Is that ruined my trip? Ruined my
1: t- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest mistake in my life. I think it has like, I don't know, like 1.2 or 3 million views on the video. And I just like, I put it up. I remember waking up the next day to like literally 600,000 views. And I was like, I put it up at like 10 o'clock at night and then went to bed. <laughs> I never dreamed. It would do what it did. And it's funny, uh, my friends are telling me, they're like, don't give up on it. Like, don't give up on that one. Like, keep pushing it. You need to keep pushing that song. Like, there's still tons of people on TikTok that haven't heard it. I'm like, I know, but I feel bad for the people that already follow me because they're probably sick of me making the video of the same story. (laughs) But if it gets you new fans, you know, it gets you new fans. So every now and then I'll slip it in in between, you know, (laughs) pump pushing a new song. But my friends are like, that one's the hit if you get that one to number one, it'll, it'll, you know, change your life. And I'm like, it probably is the hit. I need to do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, It broke top 50 or top 40, didn't it? Or was it 19? 19 19 on
1: iTunes. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. I could not get it to go viral again uh, at all before the release. I had three days of pre-order and it hit 19 and then It jumped back into the charts again about a month ago. It went viral again, that same video. <laughs> and uh, people started downloading again, and it shot up to like 60 on iTunes again after being off of the charts for four months. So it was, it just blows my mind, man. It's just yeah. crazy. But that's the power of TikTok.
0: Yeah, this uh, – <laughs> Yeah, it's always and I had and I had the same experience, and I think a lot of people do. That's why I always tell even my clients I just post everything. Like it doesn't yeah. even matter. But I mean, get I guess with yours, with your song, and you're trying to line it up, that's a little different. But like you just it's always the thing that you like, you could sit there and create a TikTok. Let's just say it takes you eight hours to figure this out. You got all the captions in, you got like all the angles good, and it does like me. And then yeah. something you're just like, nah, F it. You just chuck it up there. And that's the, that's the <laughs> one. The that hits.
1: <laughs> it's all the time. man I just tell people, I'm like, I don't even know what's going to hit. I put up like a, a video of like my buddy catching a shark out at the beach. And I was like, I was like, I literally put like buddy catching a shark. I put my phone away and come back and it had like 130,000 views in an hour. And I was like, no, and this makes me mad. And <laughs> I just took the video down. I mean, nobody was following me off of it. It's just people watching. I'm just like, this yeah. is so dumb. Maybe I should stitch my own dumb video and be like, hey, now that I got your attention. Listen to my song. <laughs> oh,
0: so. you should.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I probably should, man. It's I've got some ideas for some cool stuff, um, but it's so weird. I can play a song live, and it'll flop every time. Now, I see people doing things, but it's almost like when they're not playing an instrument, is mm-hmm. when it they, if they're if they just doing a cappella, does really good. But all of my videos they've ever taken off are just literally me lip syncing to the, my track. Like, <laughs> and it blows my mind. I'm like, well, wait, listen, listen to the live version, listen to the acoustic stripped down version. Like, nah, we'd rather just watch you lip sync it. <laughs> so that, I, that is so I've bizarre. It blows my mind, but I'm telling you, it has literally been the case every time. So, I don't know. Maybe I. Maybe I. Uh, I thought about doing a music video for "Ruin My Truck," and if I if I do, that might give us more leverage because I, I see these clowns on there posting up, literally uh, videos of scenes from a movie, <laughs> like, get like a million followers, and I'm like, you just posted a scene from a movie. Like, how did you even get the rights to do that? Yeah, it's, uh, it's wild, but, man.
0: Yeah, but no, I think you're doing a really good job. And like, I mean, obviously the music is good, but even like the storytelling too, like you said, like the, so. mar- the market is telling you that ruin my truck is like, go. So yeah, I would just double down on that somehow. Yeah, like you said, maybe yeah. like music video or even, sure. I have no idea, maybe even come up with a certain TikTok for it or something, I have no idea. I mean, the, the possibilities are literally endless.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, I, I think you're right on that one. I've been, I try to brainstorm every day and be innovative, but I, I guess I'm lacking on that area, so I'm gonna have to work on it a little bit.
0: So, what's your so. biggest, what's your biggest struggle when it comes to creating content for TikTok or just video content in general?
1: Man, I would say just trying. Is uh, <laughs> I, I hate to sound sound like a complaint, but it, it's tough to, you know. I, I would love to play more of my stuff live just so, cause I want people to see like, Hey, look, I'm not like fake. Like this is me. Like, I don't go try and do a bunch of showy stuff. Like this is song I wrote, you know, and if telling the story behind it and playing the track is going to keep them, you know, retain them. It's fine. Most people even five seconds in, Hey, if you want to hear this whole song links in the bio or Hey, it's free to pre-save or whatever. Um, If I'm telling my story about, Hey, you know, spent 10 years, Uh, in a duo. And then I I gave it up. I just hit a wall. I was done. And now I'm doing solo stuff. There's a ton of people like, Oh, don't quit. Don't quit. And I'm like, uh, I think it's just a matter of trying to get them to like, Hey, if you really want to help, like this would help me more than, you know, and it's free to you, like go add this song to your playlist. Um, Especially Spotify, man. Like just trying to direct that traffic to the link to hear the whole song is, is very, very tough because a lot of times I don't think people pay attention to that part in a video. And then, you know, me, my face or, you know, my body's taking up most of the video. So I've only got so much room to like put stuff, but retaining their attention uh, is so important because that's what creates the shares. And I've noticed this, the Mm -hmm. shares is absolutely what triggers that algorithm to get into the for you page. So doing that, driving the traffic because you want them to subscribe to you on YouTube. You want them to, you know, click on your link and, and go add that song to their playlist it costs them nothing. And, and most people, I don't think they really understand. It, it may not seem like a big deal to them, but it is a huge deal for a new upcoming artist because it triggers Spotify algorithms and Apple music algorithms to where, you know, all of a sudden you get thrown on a playlist and that's what happened with my last song. You know, one of those songs is the name of it. Um, and now it's on like the second biggest country playlist on Spotify. And I don't know anybody at Spotify. And like I've always heard you had to be on a label or major management that was in, in with somebody, you know, like to even get on that playlist. Yeah. And I credit TikTok for that, man. But it is tough to be constantly re- reinvent yourself from a content perspective to keep, retain people's attention and then really get them to understand. Because I have a ton of people three, four or five seconds saying like, oh, don't quit. You know, they'll comment on the video and then that's it. And it's like, hey, I need you to watch. Like, if you really want to help, go straight to this playlist and, you know, go add this to your playlist. You have no idea what this does for me. You know, mm-hmm. free to you. And worth a million bucks to me at some point. In the the road. <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: Well, like I said, you're doing a great, like you're crushing it. Cause you've got like, I think at this, at this time, you've got, I think a little over 262,000 on TikTok, yep. you've got like 13.5 on Instagram and a little yep. over 1500 on YouTube. Now yep. with all, with all of that said, would you, what benefits have you like, have you received from just doing video content? Like, have you seen, are you getting like invites from shows? Are you getting shout outs from other country artists? Are you making sales on iTunes? All of the above? I like, yeah,
1: pretty much all the above, except the shout outs from, uh, other artists, (laughs) but you know, I mean like, like this, you know, Thomas, I appreciate you reaching out, you know, and Mm -hmm. being able to be on this. Like, uh, I've had a couple of different, you know, podcasts reach out, which has been super cool. I've had some shows, um, nothing that's concrete you know uh, come into effect yet Uh, but I've had some places reach out which is cool to know that fans are sharing it with them and they want to see the coolest thing I've seen out of all this was I played an acoustic show and these people drove one couple drove two and a half hours and another one drove like three and a half to come watch the show and it was like at this little restaurant five minutes from where I live they just like I go there and eat all the time and you know COVID is still going on they're like hey we're gonna kind of do some live music like you know, if you want to play, here, and I was like, sure, I'll go do it. And, like, people came to hear ruin my truck, like, literally. And they flat out told us, and they were, they were there early, like, made sure they had a seat, you know, and I'm just rolling in, like, oh, is, I'm, I'm elevator music tonight, you know. <laughs> I don't really care. Uh, so, it, it's funny. Uh, you know, that's one of the benefits. And then, I mean, there is a lot of people that I'm sure don't comment and stuff that do take the time and actually do go at least check out one one song, and that's what you want them to do. Um, you know, Hey, go check out this music. You probably aren't going to hear it on a radio station, but you know, uh, maybe one day you will, but Hey, you know, right now, here's some stuff that if you're tired of hearing the same 20 songs over and over every hour on the radio, here's something new. Maybe you'll like it. And if the people go do that, it's been awesome feedback. So.
0: I, and I think music is just changed. Cause I've, I've, I keep hearing and seeing artists on, tiktok or just on just just the power of video in general because i mean like you said old town road that's how that song popped off on tiktok i i listened to a band called falling in reverse and a lot like a lot of people didn't know who they were and that popped off on tiktok like you just you never know what's gonna happen um and, and when you're when you're writing a song now have you ever thought about maybe trying to see like if it could be a TikTok, if that makes sense? Like if you wrote the song, like they could somehow clip like the hook or the bridge yeah. or something into a TikTok.
1: It, it very well could, uh, you know, yes. They said, I guess in the short answer is yes. I just, I don't really know um, from a perspective of, again, the whole live thing. Mm-hmm. It's It's kind of funny. I feel like I'd almost have to record it upload the video private and then just use the sound and lip sync to me being live. <laughs> I hate to say it, man, but man. I like, I really don't get it. Now my friend, Alexander, she'll come in and some slide in in front of her coffee maker and she makes coffee and sings the songs in the background and it, it goes viral. Like every day, she does a new cover every day, just 30 seconds of it. Uh, and I think it's great. She's killing it. Is she singing um,
0: your songs? <laughs>
1: No, I need her to, right? I need I need like I'm going to say, "Hey, Lexi, you know, I need you to do this for me." Um, you know, but I I also think, you know, there's a situation too where, you know, I mean, I feel like you've got to have something cool going on in the background. And I, mm. I like and it can be silly, but it can be just totally different. It's going to attract, you know, somebody to want to sit there and watch this video and I actually tested this out. So I make whiskey barrel furniture on the side. Like that's something that I enjoy doing is woodworking. That's cool. And uh, I enjoy just kind of diving into that world a little bit. I've learned a lot about it, made these whiskey barrel coffee tables and stuff. So I literally set up, and it's kind of funny, you know, we, we were talking prior to this, you know, about trying to get the camera angles and all that stuff right. <laughs> I know I'm getting like really dark on this nah, it's, right a, now. It's, it's all the good, light's man.
0: Fading. Nah, nah, don't worry about it. The way I look at it is like when you pop off, it's like one of those times where you can look at, you know, where it's just like, oh, we did this interview on this internet and that it's like, you know, it's <laughs> almost like vintage. And then, yeah. you know, so you can look back and it, it's like, yeah, we were messing around with an iPad and now you've got like this whole crew or whatever and gets a yeah, done for you.
1: First generation zoom here, you know? Yeah. Uh, y'all remember that? <laughs> no, it's like, I remember, um, like I did this video just, and I played, uh, you know, I think it was carrying or I did country road, taking home country roads and I just played the karaoke version on my work phone. And then I had, had recording through TikTok on my other phone. I, I literally had this mic stand sitting up on my workbench and I'm like sanding a part in in the uh, the barrel, sanding down the barrel and just singing along with the song. And it it got like 50 or 60,000 views. And I laughed. I was like, okay, I guess I just need to make furniture in the background sing. And that's what I need to do. Like make furniture,
0: lip sync to my own songs. That's it.
1: That's it. That's it. And then then I just needed, at the very end of the video, I said, hey, here's what I made out of it. And I zoomed out and it was the the whiskey barrel coffee table. So it was
0: super cool. That's awesome, man. But yeah,
1: it's funny how it works, man. You never know what's going to take off.
0: And what, and what is your definition of making it before I forget? I know we talked about earlier, like, you know, a lot of people telling you, you know, no, or to quit or to just stop. Um, what is your definition of making it? Man,
1: I I've changed it so many times over the years. I mean, of course, when I was younger, I was like, man, especially when when my ex-girlfriend, and you know, uh, family members and best friends are all like, Oh, you're wasting your time. Yeah. I went through a, a like kind of a downward spiral with, with all that. And I was like, I'm going to go out and prove this point. I'm going to make it. And, you know, to me at that point, making it was getting song on the radio, opening up on a major tour and like all this stuff. And and I think now it's like, it's kind of cool. From a social media standpoint, like I have a ton of people from back home that follow me and my friends know, and I, I've had a couple of people that, you know, I've, I've been friends with, and have known them for a long time. And like, they'll just, Every time I play a show, okay. can I get a picture with you? I'm like, but they come at it like just so like, you know, is it okay? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. I know you. And I'm like, don't don't do that. I'm still the same guy you went to school with, and like, like, I haven't changed, and, and I, yeah. I don't ever want to, and I never will. But I think that I think it's kind of cool when you make an impact and you feel hometown famous, and it's like, but you don't you don't want to, but I think it's kind of cool when you're like when you really have your hometown behind you and, and just like people are all about, they get so excited for you, anything that happens. And I don't think there's anything else that will make you feel more proud as you seeing the smiles on the faces of people that, you know, you went to school with or grew up with or family members, neighbors, whatever, that just like, man, I just, I love this. I love this. And to me making it is when you're satisfied with the work you're doing, which is the music obviously. And that music has a positive impact on people that's mm-hmm. that's making it to me
0: and how would it feel where because i believe people get what they really want joe dirt i think said that one time <laughs> yeah for <laughs> but, real. yeah but um what what do you think it would mean to your dad when you make it
1: man you know now it's so funny he's probably one of my biggest fans um and at one point <laughs> I know He hated my music. I know he did. And, uh, I, I, think, I think what really changed it for him was when I built this social media following and the people like slowly, but surely it, you know, it takes time, man. Rome wasn't built today. Uh, but it, it, like started following real close on social media and my posts are blowing up and like, Hey, we're doing this. Hey, we're opening up here. We're doing the pre-show for, you know, Aldine or Hey, we're doing the pre-show for Kelsey Ballerini and Sam Hunt and Lady A. You know, over here, oh, hey, we're going to be on stage, you know, with uh, Chase Bryant tonight, or, or, you know, hey, we're doing another one here. Like, all of a sudden, people are like, whoa, like, you know, and then they go ask my dad and they see him out, you know, man, Todd's really, you know, Todd's doing this or, you know, this, like, that's crazy, Dad, but what, <laughs> you know, like, and then he got to the point you know, like, I guess it started making him feel good. You know, like my mom would tell me, she's like, Oh, he'll never tell you, but he just brags about it in public all time." <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I had to laugh. And finally, you know, my dad and I, we didn't have the best relationship for years, but now I feel like we're closer than ever. Like I talk to him pretty much every day, any major decision, you know, like I'm always like, Hey man, what do you think about this or this or this, you know, whatever. And, uh, so, uh, <laughs> glad and so thankful that we you know have tightened up our relationship I love him more than anything he's great he's been great solid ear for advice and um, I think he just I think if anything ever happened like I I don't really know he'd probably freak out more than I would (laughs) honestly because he just has so many people to go tell and I know that makes him feel good and he loves talking about it and uh, so that's really cool
0: and what's one of the most inspirational things he's ever said to you
1: Gosh, uh, I mean, he said a lot of things, man, um, that along the way that probably have been important to me. But I think that, you know, it's uh, gosh, you know, that's really tough for me to, to nail down. I'm over here in my mind. Like, how many dad quotes do I have? And it's like, well, you know, how many hard lessons have I had to learn, you know, uh, along the way? But I think that it's, you know, he's always been one of those people that's, uh, you know, forgiveness is, you know, imperative, you know, you can let somebody hurt you once or you can let them hurt you the rest of your life. And that's like a big thing with me, because I've gone through a ton of ups and downs, man, just from relationships and just friendships, people that have just done me wrong. And I think it's really taken me a long time to get to the point of just kind of like, all right, brush off shoulder, you know, realize forgiveness is for you more than anything. And, uh, you know, just cause I'll tell you what, it's super easy to catch grudges and, in the music world and the business, you know, all about that, The entertainment, you know, somebody just does you wrong or whatever. It's just super easy. And, and I think too, like, there's a lot of people that start making it and they, you know, I'm used to it by now seeing them, you know, jump up in front and just, they forget about you. They forget about the people that helped them, you know, and all that stuff. And that's a tough pill to swallow. It's tough to see somebody whenever you guys are both working or you're, you feel like you're working harder and all of a sudden they're getting success out of, what you've been striving for mm-hmm. and uh, you know it takes some inner forgiveness and i think my dad you know anytime i'd be pissing and moaning about something he'd always be like you know look man you can let somebody hurt you once you can let them hurt you the rest of your life it's your choice and i think that's really helped me learn to let go of a lot of things that were counter um you know countering you know any progress in what i was trying to accomplish
0: yeah and dude i i <sighs> i have this i feel like i have this conversation like every other month with somebody in the industry where it's like i'll and i'll never understand it is like we're all coming up whether it's on the media side whether it's the music side whether you're an actor whether you're a model like i always say we're in the same boat just different sections right it's the same industry 100 100%. we're all in the we're all in the dirt we're all grinding and we're all eating crap whatever it sucks we're getting nose and then it doesn't even have to be a little bit of success whether like it's a reality show or like you start you do a commercial with ex celebrity whatever you would th- it's just like the little list of success and some yeah. people just like turn and i'm like dude oh like man you, it's like <laughs> it's like i don't know if anybody oh, else yeah. knows but it's like you still work at starbucks dog yeah <laughs> like, exactly like, it's like chill. I,
1: it kills me. Uh, I, I've, i you know, I've got, co- I've had coworkers like, oh, don't forget about me when you get. Fat. I'm like, stop. And I'm like,
0: dude. Like, oh.
1: yeah, I always kind of flip it, and I'm like, hey, well you gonna remember me if I did? You know, like that kind of thing. You know, I flip it back on. Like, what? What do you mean? And I'm like, I'm not there. And and I, and so I told you, I was like, I don't ever want to be that person because you know why? I have been around those people, and it sounds like you have too. And it, oh yeah, dude. There's nothing more that makes you just want to, you
0: know, oh. clench your
1: fist and go up and just jack their jaw. <laughs> Trust me, I got a couple country music artists. I love to just, you know, clock, clock them across the face and say, listen, still put your pants on the same way I do, yep. you know, but they've forgotten that. And, you know, but but this is – again, I go back to what my dad said, you know. Um, you know, he used to always say because I get so angry at people and stuff. He'd be like, look, you know. Uh, just remember that, you know, revenge is, revenge is the good Lords. And he says it for a reason. He says, if you let people, he says, they'll, they'll trip themselves. Mm. And sure enough, I have, uh, I've watched that. So, but every time I tried to seek revenge in some way, yeah, it came back and bit me twice. As hard yeah, it's ne- yeah.
0: It's not, yeah, it's <laughs> never, yeah. That's when it's just like, it, cause it sounds so good at the time, you know, oh, yeah, it, yeah. Deserve it, but then it's just, yeah, it, is, it goes across or it just, it's not who i am as a person it sounds like you're the same way and it's just one of those same. things where it's like you just got to breathe and just let time take its toll and and That's who knows it. and who knows what they're going i always try to take a step back and think what they're going through too cuz a lot of that That's is go and insecurity so it's like the bigger the ego the or the bigger the insecurity, the bigger the ego. And I've seen it with music and actors, especially. And it's just like, whoo, you know,
1: hundred percent, man.
0: And I always tell people if I ever get like that, like, make sure to be like, Hey, you remember that time you told me to not like that? Like you're doing (laughs) it. So like, stop.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I agree, man. I think that uh, I'm actually thankful for like the hitting the walls and seeing that and being around and watching someone go through a change like that, because it makes you way more humble and realize, you know what, like this is exactly who I don't want to be. Yeah. So, and they developed their own reputation you know, it, 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 it happens. Trust me.
0: Yeah. Well, dude, I actually, I, I want to be super respectful of your time and we're killing daylight. Cause like, I'm just like, yeah. whoop, it's like, we're losing light here. Oh, uh, good. If you, uh, one last question, and then, um, I definitely want you to like, tell everybody where to find you online and stuff. Sure, uh, sure. If you know, there's a lot of people in the music industry, you know, just starting out. And obviously you've been in it for more than 10 years. You've had so many ups and downs. If somebody came up to you and was like, Hey, i love your stuff. I want to get started in music. Like, this is where I want to be. And this is where I want to go. Like, what is the best piece of advice you could give them?
1: I tell them this work on their work on your songs. I mean, at the end of the day, um, one song has absolutely changed a ton of people's lives, you know? Uh, so you want to write the best songs. I always tell people, if you want to write the best songs, you know, one of the ways I learned was I took my favorite songs, rewrote the lyrics to them and kept the mm-hmm. same melody. And that's like one of the best pieces of advice I ever got, um, in figuring out how to write a song. And, uh, Make sure that you overexpose yourself to everyone online, you know, just as much as you can, even though you think you're hurting yourself. Like if you post five videos on YouTube a day, it's great. just keeps content going. And it's, you know, I've also learned on TikTok, it's okay to post those up and you can take them down and repost them again. And sometimes they take off the second time, you know. Uh, I would tell you just completely absorb any bit of exposure you can get online to get your name out there so that people know it. And, uh, and don't forget who you are, because I think that that's one of the things I've experienced from shows and music people, you know, I've been in these label meetings, I've been in booking agency meetings and stuff and it's always, Oh, well, go do this, go change this, go do this. And then you go do it. And then it's something else. And after a while, you just realize like, wow, I guess everybody (laughs) y'all made everybody who you wanted them to be. They're really not themselves. You know? And I thought, this is not who I want to be, but I think the ones that are select few and most successful, Are the ones that had a powerhouse army of fans behind them that built it up from social media. And um, I think the ones that have the most say so in their music and their careers are definitely those artists. So start with your fan base, start with working on your songs, because the better your songs are, the quicker you're going to build a fan base. That's just, you know, but don't let somebody try and choose and tell you who you should or shouldn't be.
0: Mm, That's awesome, man. That's good stuff. Well, where can we find you online, man?
1: Yeah, dude. So I'm on a farmer's no, <laughs> <laughs> so, so You can catch uh, all my stuff just at Todd Cameron music on uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and, and obviously on TikTok. Um I'm not really on Twitter a whole lot. I'm actually debating if I'm even going to still stay on there. Cause <laughs> it's like about useless to me about this point. Uh, but I, if you did want to, it's just the Todd Cameron on there. Um, so, yeah, outside of that, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, wherever you listen to music, type in Todd Cameron. Um, and uh, I think there's two of us. I'm not the Canadian guy that hasn't released music since the early 90s. It's like, you'll see me, you'll, you'll know. So, um, but fresh songs out and love for you guys to add it to your playlist and let me know what you think, you know.
0: And what are a few songs uh, they can look for if they're searching on iTunes or just on TikTok or YouTube?
1: Sure. We, we talked about it a bunch. Uh, Ruined My Truck. Uh, <laughs> I think the second one blowing up right now is called One of Those Songs. And then uh, just released a, a couple new ones uh, Whiskey Proof and Soul in These Boots. You can check all those out. So
0: cool. Awesome, man. I appreciate it.
1: Awesome, man. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it.